I killed a, an evil. And that's that's how I'm coping with the situation. Jack Wilson says he's concerned and upset for fellow members of the church. The man accused of stabbing five people over the weekend at a Hanukkah party in New York has a long history of mental illness. Grafton Thomas was arrested shortly after the attack at a rabbi's home in New York. The family says these actions reflect profound mental illness. At his arraignment Sunday, the family requested a mental health evaluation. The family also says Thomas has no known history of anti-Semitism and was raised to respect all religions and races. Thomas was charged with five counts of attempted murder. He's pled not guilty and remains behind bars with bail set at $5 million. John Klein, NBC News Radio. A new study says fewer law officers died on the job this year. The National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund says there's been an 18% drop from last year's 157 fatalities. Tesla is delivering Model 3 cars less than a year after it began work on its $2 billion factory in Shanghai. The electric car maker says it will ramp up deliveries next month. The Shanghai plant has been up and running for less than a year and is part of Tesla's plan to bolster its presence and minimize the impact of the ongoing trade war between the United States and China. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Skyscan weather for the RVA from 1029 The Mater. For tonight, mostly clear skies, a low of 42 degrees. Sunny for your Tuesday with a high of 55. There will be some gusty winds. Mostly clear Tuesday night with a low down around 34. On New Year's Day Wednesday, sunny skies, a high of 51 with a light west wind increasing a little throughout the day. Thursday, partly sunny, a high of 54. Then rain like Thursday night into Friday. From the Mater Weather Center in the center of the universe, I'm John Waters. One oh two nine, the Mater presents In the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West, and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. Down the street at Crenshaw Gymnasium, number seven Randolph Bacon down the entire first half, down by as many as 10. Josh Talbert hits a three-pointer with one second before the half, and Randolph Bacon takes their first lead of the evening in the Coaches' Tourney Championship, 39-38 over Rowan. They hold off the profs in the second half, hit some free throws down the stretch, 73-66 final score this evening. So Randolph Bacon wins the Coaches' Tournament, they go to 11-0, ranked 7th in the last D3Hoops.com Top 25 National Poll. And without a doubt, the most valuable player of that tournament will be junior point guard Buzz Anthony, who had the second, we believe, triple-double in the history of Randolph-Macon men's basketball's program yesterday in their 94-56 win over Lebanon Valley. Well, this evening, he carries them on their back in the first half to keep them in the game, scoring 14 of his game high, 26 points to help keep Randolph-Macon in the game until, again, that Talbert trade just before intermission. So 73-66 the final. Yellow Jackets now 11-0 on the season. And looking ahead, obviously now with the Coach's Classic behind them, it's all about the ODAC. They will go to Emory and Henry this Saturday for the first game of calendar year 2020. And... I don't care how good Emory and Henry is. They could be picked 12th in the conference or first. That is a very difficult road trip simply because of the distance. It's almost five hours. It's the longest trip that any Randolph-Macon team makes in ODAC play. So after being away for a couple of weeks, after exams, enjoying the holiday, they got back into practice on the day after Christmas. 
practiced hard on the 27th and 28th, played yesterday one, played tonight one, and now they'll get set for the trip Saturday at Emory and Henry. Then they got to turn around a non-conference play a week from Wednesday night and go to Mary Washington, which is also a very difficult place to play. At least it's only about an hour north of here. And then they get their focus completely set the rest of the way in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference. Next home game for Randolph-Macon, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, uh, the 11th of January, will be at 2 o'clock tip, and that will be against Ferrum. Hi, friends. Rob with them. So glad to be back with you uh, after it feels like it's been forever since we sat here live at Sports Page Grill Ashland talking live local sports here in the red zone. Uh, a, a big apology. So sorry. I, I rarely get ill uh, the way that I got ill a couple of Mondays ago, and it was just an impossibility for me to be here for, for, for the show that night. And, of course, last week we were live at the Times Dispatch Invitational Tournament. Uh, what a great doubleheader that was. The Highland Springs girls, kind of a coronation for them. Uh, and we'll talk later in the hour about the brand-new Top 10 RBA Sports Network girls and boys basketball polls just released about 15 minutes ago at rbasportsnetwork.com and how some things stayed the same, but a few things changed, and those changes could be major going down the stretch as we get set for about a six-and-a-half-week stretch of basketball. Uh, so uh, it's really now kind of a sprint to mid-February in the high school ranks to get to your region tournaments. Region 5B expanding from 15 to 17 teams uh, with the latest reshuffling of the 2013 reclassification. And with that, the region has expanded their tournament. Remember, last couple of years, it's only been eight teams out of 15 making the basketball tournament. Now, you know, in football, it's, it's the top eight. And we know that, and that's understandable because, frankly, in football, that's really all you have time to have in the calendar. You can't expand the postseason any more than that. But in other sports, you can have a situation like we did last year. Lee Davis boys basketball had their best season in a quarter century. They went 14-8, and eight, but they were ninth in the region and missed the playoffs. The Atlee girls had the exact same problem, a 14-8 and eight regular season, and they missed the playoffs. And, and we talked a little bit about back then uh, about some frustration that I had personally on that in, in the sense that, and I'm not saying that every team should make the postseason. Here's what my, my feeling is on that particular subject. For over 90% of the players in high school, this is going to be their last organized career in terms of the sport that they play, be it their number one focal sport or the fact that they play several sports in high school. And we definitely are fans of, of student athletes who do that. A fraction of them move on to the next level and get to play at college. But a lot of times you're a senior in high school, you pull that jersey off for the last time. Uh, that's the last time that you're really in such an organized situation. And if you go 14 and 8 and you're ninth out of 15 teams, you know, I don't think there's a problem having 10 out of 15 in a tournament, even 12. So 10 out of 17, okay, that I think that's better. And I think we'll have less of a chance of teams that, that have seasons like the Atlee girls and the Lee Davis boys a year ago to miss out on the postseason. Remember in the old days of football, before the big reclassification of 2013, it was much worse. We used to have 9 and 1 teams that would miss the postseason because there were so few playoff spots. And then that changed, of course, six years ago. So we'll go over that coming up in just a little bit as well. But when we come back after our first time out, we, we want to take a look back. Uh, one of the things we really enjoy here to do on In the Red Zone is when seasons are done, have a chance to kind of uh, a debrief with head coaches and players about the season, about their experiences, uh, you know, practices are done. They're a, a little more free in terms of their schedule to be able to be with us. On our last edition, we were really blessed to have both Trey Frederick and Burke Estes of Randolph-Macon football. We're hoping to have Coach Arusa with us very soon uh, to get his feelings on 2019 and already looking ahead to 2020. They are knee-deep in recruiting uh, for the class of 2024, if you can believe that. But we're going to take a few minutes, and we're going to talk a little bit about the Cinderella season of Patrick Henry football. What a year it was under first-year head coach Ken Wakefield. We will talk about that. We'll look ahead a little bit. And we'll talk about what Coach did over the holiday and, and what he thinks about his uh, Buffalo Bills and who knows what else we might get to talk about here tonight. <laughs> Coach Wakefield's with us live, and we will start our conversation in just a moment. Live here at Sports Page Grill Ashland. By the way, UVA fans, it's your place right here to come tonight to watch your who's in the Orange Bowl against Florida. Come pack out Sports Page Grill here in Ashland just after 8 o'clock, and we've 
now as In the Red Zone continues on this Monday night. Back after this word, you are in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt dependable service since 1923. Conversation here, and I think yeah. we'll just let the radio people come on in and, yeah. and be a part of the conversation here live at Sports Page Grill Ashland in the Red Zone here on 1029 The Mater. Fans listening live on the RBA Sports Network online, rbasportsnetwork.com, HanoverCountySports.net, and a welcome and a good evening to fans listening around the world on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio R A D I A L L. Well, wow, what a season! for Patrick Henry High School football. And it all began, uh, crazily enough, our first game of the week this year was on a Thursday evening, the first game for our uh, guest here in just a second, at that point the brand-new head coach at Patrick Henry High School. Uh, There were, uh, let's see, memory serves me correctly, 76 combined points, about 1,000 yards of combined offense, Uh, But it was a defensive play at the end of the game that sealed what was a 42-34 win for the Patriots over Osborne on that hot August evening. Little did we know the ride we had just embarked upon. And before everything was said and done, Patrick Henry returned to the postseason. Patrick Henry got a big home win in the first round of the playoffs. They went to a place that is considered by some to be almost impossible to go to and win, and they won. And then they celebrated Black Friday with a regional championship, the first one for the school in 18 years. And then they made it all the way back in that second half comeback in the state semifinal in Class 4 at Norfolk against the Titans of Lake Taylor. And yes, they went for two, and yes, we'll talk about that yeah. with, <laughs> with Ken Wakefield, the head coach of Patrick Henry Football. Coach, first of all, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. When did you get a chance to just kind of sit down for a few minutes and kind of let everything uh, uh, simmer in and, and, and kind of realize what this team has had accomplished this season? Um probably in the introduction that we were just talking about when you were just <laughs> um, it's it's really been uh, kind of a whirlwind you know from the end of the season things just kept kind of right on rolling meeting with the kids and closing out the year and things like that still have meetings to do um, but yeah I mean as you were talking about it we accomplished a lot of great things mm-hmm. and I was 
just super grateful to be a part of that uh, great senior class. And um, the future's bright. The future's definitely bright. There's no doubt about that. i got to take you back to when you first got there. You, 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 you accept the, the position. Yep. Yep. And you walk in, and, and there's the team, and you essentially, there were some graduations from last yep. year's three and six team, but the bulk of that team that, that I felt very much underachieved in 2018 is back. And you walk right. in, and you look, and you assess. How long did it take you to realize to yourself, you know what, there's some serious talent here? Yeah, it, it wasn't long. It really wasn't long. We were sitting in the, um, after our conditionings and things like that, we, we did some on-the-field work. And I remember leaving the field one day uh, early in August and saying off of practice, I'm like, I was telling one of my coaches, are we as good as what I think we are? And I, I just didn't know because we hadn't seen, we got shorted a little bit um, from a scrimmage perspective. Yeah. Uh, we only played really uh, about 40 plays before our first game uh, because of the weather. Tough, yeah, it was weather really problems. tough. Uh, so not knowing any of that prior to going in, having all of the new, um, was a real learning experience, a real learning experience about all the guys, about their mentality, about everything. Because you can have a great – you can have a, a lot of good athletes, but you just don't know the competitive side of things uh, from mental perspective. Sure. Um, but – it was early. It was early on where I realized where a couple of coaches were like, wow, this really could be, uh, you know, a really special team. Now, if you would have told me back in August that the way it was going to turn out, I'd been like, well, I don't know if we we're going to do that. But um, very fortunate, very fortunate. A lot of things went our way, and um, kids worked extremely hard throughout the entire year. The, the thing that strikes me now about my visit to a practice in the middle of August um, was there seemed to be just a complete sense of the, the and you hear this term all the time now in coach speak and player speak buying in yeah but there is such a thing as that yeah as a player and with a new coach coming in you're either going to look and go yeah okay we can do this or right. you're going to go I don't believe him right and I didn't see any unbelief right. at that practice that day there was it was just a lot of quiet confidence and hard work yeah and when you get that together uh, you can you can do some pretty special things yeah i was really blown away day one when i saw the kids and I, we were going just through weight room things i was blown away by the effort and i was blown away by um just the attention to detail with those kids i was really really impressed from uh, because I heard there was a lot of talent, you know, and, and the, the you know research that I'd done, the film that I had saw prior to getting there. Um, but you really don't know until you get there, until you really have a chance to work with some of the kids right. and see some of the leadership they had, the buy-in from that senior class. Um, those are all really, really important things and all things that people, you know, that aren't around them every day kind of kind of could take for granted that don't look at, hey, that's how you're successful. Um, but they had a lot of those characteristics, and that helped us tremendously this year. No doubt. Yeah. So you get that first win over Osborne, I mentioned. You beat yeah. Caroline. You beat Glenn Allen. You come yeah. into this game with, <clears throat> excuse me, deep run that we pivoted and had on our game of the week. That, that was up until the Louisa game in terms of our broadcast. We had a lot of clunkers, I'm just going to tell you yeah. now, on the game of the week. <laughs> and there were a few of them that you, you, you weren't a part of, and, yeah. and be glad you weren't. It was, it was tough. But it's a, it's some weeks it's good, and some yeah, weeks it's just, it's the, just way it goes. the way it goes. Yeah. So, but um, that, that night with deep run. Wow. Holy the, cow. The, I mean, just the, the physical nature of that game yeah. combined to me with the psychological nature of that game. Yeah. Because what, even though you lost the game, it, the, the the way that you guys handled Bo Kite, who had been unstoppable up until that point, right. taught taught me something. Because I was I'll be perfectly honest with you, coming out of the Osborne game, I thought, oh, this defense needs some help. Yeah, you know, you won, but yeah. oh boy, they need some help. Yeah. And now I come back and here's the deep run game, and I'm walking away going, they lost tonight, but their defense was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 you also mentioned that your team probably played its best football in the regular season in the loss to Verina, yeah. which was your biggest loss biggest in loss. the regular season. Yeah. Explain to people what you mean by that, because they would hear that and go, boy, that sounds so counterintuitive. Yeah, I think each game we always look at it of what are the strengths, what are we taking away from each opponent. And I think 
going in even farther down when we look at who we played in the end and who they had and, and that Lake Taylor ended up going on and winning the, the state championship, that every game prepared us for that moment. Mm-hmm. Every single game. Osborne, that quarterback, was yes. unbelievable. That kid was probably one of the best quarterbacks from a pure passing perspective that we saw all year long. Uh, agreed. Um, and he gave us a lot of he gave us a lot, a lot of trouble. Good athlete. Um, but we learned we just each each week we just kept learning and kept developing. And then when it get when it got to that particular game of understanding, um, that was another learning moment. Yeah. Because we got down in that game, fourteen. We were down fourteen nothing, and uh, going at a half, it was like, oh wow, you know, it was another. Hey, wh- how are these kids going to do? Now we're down. It was the first time we were really down in a game because even in the Osborne game we. We were kind of going back and forth back in and that forth. game. Oh, yeah. But we, we were, to my knowledge, I think we were always still, it was close, but we were always, we maintained a leader, it was tied. Right. But that was the first time that we ever hit true adversity. Hey, you're down 14, things aren't going your way. Um, I, what does that look like? Y- you know? And those are the things, those are the times, those are those learning experience where you find out so much about your team, mm-hmm. the character. Because in every game, I tell them before the game, you're always going to have adversity. It's guaranteed. When that's going to strike, you don't know. You don't know. But how are you going to respond to that? And how hard are you playing? That's what I look at from the equality opponent. How hard are we playing? Are we giving max effort at the end of the game? At the end of the game, I actually felt in wins that we had this year, I actually felt like we lost hmm. because we just weren't playing to what I thought our expectations were. So when we looked at that game, it was one of those things where – you know, we knew that we were playing a very talented football team that had I mean, Bo was obviously a very good football player, but they had a lot of really good pieces around him as yes, well. Yes, definitely. Um, and we found out just a lot about our team from a character perspective. You're down 14. You had all the reasons to quit. And I, I said at halftime, I told them one play at a time. Um, I said, we're going to get the ball. We're going to score. And then from there, we can slow them down. And I knew... I, I actually, um, I don't know if I ever told anybody outside of the the locker room this, but I told our kids at the end of the game that was, I took responsibility for that loss um, because it, it was their style of offense. You have to do certain things against it to be successful. And after that first, after that second touchdown off the option where the uh, bow pitched it and the right. kid went down the sideline. Yes. Um, that was just a simple technique perspective where we went over that late in the week in practice. So it wasn't until we didn't have a lot of time to secure what we were doing defensively. Um, so I took, I'm like, hey, guys, listen, if we would have done that a little bit earlier, maybe things go our way. But from my perspective, a huge learning perspective, um, from team's perspective, I learned a ton about them, that they weren't going to quit. Um and even when they were making that final drive down uh, to kick that game winner, that field goal, right. that whole process, if you think about that entire thing, that everything came back. That It came back full circle. You look at the Louisa, you know, and <laughs> yeah. those, all those things were like, oh, wait, we learned from that experience. That's right. And those are the things that you take away from that. Those are those little learning experiences that we knew. These are the make- mistakes that we made at the end of that game. Can we take what we've learned and get better? And I think in that, I know this is a, I'm answering this in a long-winded way, but um, yeah, we just that those are those little things that we took each week and said, hey, this is where we got to get better. This is where we got to learn from. And um, you know, that game, we we grew and we got better as a team, even though we lost. And it takes a lot of maturity for a group of. 15 to 17 year olds yeah to take that approach right you're it, not going to get that with every group no and we, we we spent a lot of time talking about things like this is a this is really why we we lost everybody's got their own perspective but when you really look back at the game no one really looks back at the game and they look at it from different perspectives of their own vantage point you know we know the things we did wrong we know the things we did well and we knew that we have to play a style of football we had to play our style of football to win the game and um you know the mistakes that we made. We learned from those, and those are those are losses that you can live with if you're learning from and you're getting better. And I honestly believe that wow, we we really got better because those stretch of opponents that we kept getting after that, oof, 
A lot of talent. It, it was a crazy stretch there. Yeah. In, in the middle, in the heart of that regular season. Yeah, absolutely. And, but it put you in a position from you know the playoff race standpoint in the region to where you know your final three weeks you have Armstrong, a bye week, and the Tomato Bowl. Yeah. And, and to me, you know, some years you know we get the schedules usually by I don't know June, and I'm studying them and whatnot. And and uh, both, if I were a coach, I would not want a bye week in week two. Oh no. I, no, I would it's agree. It's like, what a right. waste. I agree. You know? Yeah. But to look at it, and I said, okay, ooh, this is interesting. Week 10 of 11, you know, Patrick Henry's got a buy here. Yeah. Uh, that's, to me, an opportunity to where you can heal a little yeah, bit. That, was, that and, helped us a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. and then hopefully you're in a position to where you're also getting ready for a postseason run, and you would put yourself in position to do that. Right. At that point, it was just a matter of what seed would you be and what would you do in the first round. Right. Yeah. So, so when did you get the news that you would host the first round? Um. Wow. It wasn't until I, I think after because there was a lot of things going on. On the, I think it was on the bus ride because everything was factoring on on what Dinwiddie did. Yes, Thomas failed Dinwiddie. Yeah, and we were watching that, and we had ended our game versus Lee Davis, and everybody's well, what's the score? And it, um. That game was going really back and forth. That was a crazy game. And um, then we heard that it ended up going Thomas Dale's way. And we're like, oh, wow. Uh, here we go. Here we go. Well, here we go. And we're at home. And our kids, uh, prior to leading up to that game, or leading up to that week, our kids all, oh, what's our chances? Do we have a chance at a home game? I said, ah, we do, but certain things have to happen. And um, we were fortunate enough to have that. Uh, that home game and how do you control because I, I you know that week that final week of the season if if you see me I'm in this bubble and I'm spending the entire week crunching all the numbers, numbers. and yeah. trying to figure out what games I've got to find final scores for and everything so yeah. that you know when we finish up here on the radio I head down to NBC 12 we're doing the Facebook live we're right. doing the projections and whatnot because we want to get them right yeah but it is kind of a convoluted system that the VHSL has so it's a pretty crazy thing to do right. how do you uh, kind of temper things with your players leading up on tuesday wednesday thursday go cool coach you know what, what do we if we win okay well i know we got to win but but who's going to do this and who's got to do that is there a lot of talk about that yeah there was initially there was initially early in the week and then i just told them look it it's we have to take care of what we need to do friday right um because i was I was concerned about Lee Davis. I know Lee Davis had, you know, their record, you know, was wasn't the what they wanted to be. But right. um, I knew that they they were in a lot of games. When you watch them, they played a lot of tough football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't want us to go in there thinking, oh well. And that was hard. And I will say that that was one of the things that we, you know, learned. There were a lot of ups and downs with our schedule this year. Mm-hmm. Of the mental side of things really played a, a key into our success and, you know, eventually our, our downfall at the at the end of the season. And, and the lead and the tomato bowl. First of all, it's the tomato bowl. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I know this generation of kids don't understand its history because of the way the county is now with four high schools right. rather than two. But us old schoolers like me, when we, I mean, when I was in school, there was only two, and right. so when they played, half the county was there. I've been at Tomato Bowls where there were six, eight thousand people. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and it was, it's just, it was insane yeah. back in the day. But you know they're going to get up for the game. Right. You know they're going to be ready, and, and yeah. you know for them it's senior night, their last game of the season, right. no matter what. They're going to give you everything that they got. And yeah. I, I was a little concerned leaving that night uh, about uh, penalty issues and yeah. things like that. That in week yeah. eleven, I'm thinking, Coach Coach Wakefield right now is going, no, shouldn't be dealing doing with this. this. Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, that's just the mental side of the game. Of the kids hit that stretch of, um, like. Tears. I mean, we had monsters week after week mm-hmm. of, and then I, I'm still dealing with the kids that I'm learning a lot about, and that was just a part of the the learning process and going through everything, of just getting to know our kids. Because uh, right after a deep run, we had Enrico, then yeah. we had Atley, then we had Rhina, you know. So it was that stretch, and our kids were just like, "Whoa, well, wait a second. I mean, they see the film, they they watch the news, they know what's going on, and then you get into teams where some of the teams that we've already played have had success against our opponents of right. who we're about to play mm-hmm. and then it's 
from the mental side of things. Them going into the game of saying, well, this is what we should do. Well, sometimes what you should do and what you actually do we are do. two different things. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yes, sir. And those were all great learning experiences for us. I, I remember leaving the, the Armstrong game and saying, hey, guys, I was I, that was one of the games where I did not, like I personally felt like we were not playing good football at that point, and I was concerned. Um, and even going into that, and I, I, that let us know that that helped us in a way because we were able to go back into the film and say, hey, look at we're we're not doing this. You could see this, and these are these are things that we have to improve on. It was able to get their attention a little bit more than probably what they thought was going to happen thought. prior to. Exactly. Isn't that, yeah. isn't that funny? You learn so much in a loss like to Verina. Yeah. And then in a game like Armstrong, which most people just kind of forget about as right. part of your schedule, yeah. you look and you're able to, you, you're just gleaming teachable moment after teachable yes. moment going, guys, look, look, look yeah. here's the proof. You got right. to improve this. Yeah. 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 So can you hold for a few yeah, minutes? Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk Louisa. Yeah. Got to talk right. about that game. <laughs> we'll talk Lake Taylor. Yes, yeah. we will talk about the two-point conversion. Two conversion. <laughs> and we'll get coaches kind of kind of year-in perspective and a, and a little brief look ahead as our conversation continues. Ken Wakefield, head coach, Patrick Henry High School Football. We're back in a moment, live at Sports Page Grill. Ashland, you are in the red zone. There's more to come right after this short break. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Non-attorney paid spokesperson. Could your house go into foreclosure? Are you behind on your mortgage payments? Does it seem like the bank has no interest in helping you save your home and you feel like you have nowhere to turn for help? Then we have good news for you. Foreclosure Protection Services can help save your home as they specialize in foreclosure assistance. That's all they do. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, being threatened with foreclosure, have been denied a loan modification, or been the victim of a predatory loan, it's critical that you call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. Their network of attorneys and their agents are available to speak to you now. If you're behind on your mortgage payments, Foreclosure Protection Services can help stop the foreclosure process. Call today before it's too late. New laws are in effect that may save your home. Call Foreclosure Protection Services now at 800-600-9969. 800-600-9969. That's 800-600-9969. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Live sports page Grill Ashland in the red zone for the final time in 2019. Patrick Henry, head football coach Ken Wakefield, hanging out with us this hour. Coach, uh, you get the win over Spotsylvania. You yep. end up with that home game in round one, and here comes the trip to Louisa. Yeah. Had you ever been to a game at Louisa before? Yes. Yes. I thought you probably had yep. in your in your circles. Yep. How long had it been? Uh, two two years. Uh, I was at the game where they played Lafayette. Okay. And this. It might have been state semis. It could I think have been. So yeah, that, uh, yeah. If twenty seventeen. Yeah, yeah, because they won that game and made it all the way to to Williamsburg yeah. state championship game. Uh, and I was just admiring the atmosphere. 
sitting in the stands and like, holy cow, it was, uh, I believe they played on a stat game on a Saturday. On a Saturday. Yep. And um, just seeing the atmosphere and taking it all in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that helped prepare. And I can distinctly remember my daughter and I arriving to do the broadcast that night, and we were walking in, and we pass over by the visitor's area, and there you are outside, just kind of by yourself, kind of looking at everything. How did you explain the atmosphere to the kids prior to the game? Or did you talk about it very much? Uh, we did. We, we talked about it a good amount. Um, this was a gr- group this game that we knew that it, the atmosphere was going to be what it was. Um, but I didn't think our group was going to be rattled by the atmosphere just because of the games that we played prior to that, um, and the, which was fortunate for us. Um, and our, I knew our kids on Monday because uh, on Monday we do a conditioning uh, portion of our workout that's could be pretty intense. Um, and I knew right then and there at that moment that we were going to be okay on Friday. Um, just by the work ethic and how well they moved and how well they were, how hard they were working and how, how locked in they were. Because um, we talked a lot about that, of the atmosphere and things lo- along those lines and, and what it was going to take and the mental focus that you're going to have to have. And I could honestly say throughout the entire year going into that game, that was the most focused that our team was Wow! for any for any game that we played this year. They picked a good one to be focused yeah, for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Because for those of you who, who, if you weren't with us for the game of the week that, that Friday night, uh, or if you've never been to a game at Louisa, and that was my first experience finally in the jungle. Okay. I mean, it's there's fireworks yeah. and... And there's a breathe, uh, a fire-breathing lion in the, yeah. in the end zone. The student section is actually on the field. field. Yeah. I, it's it's just it's it's crazy. It's very unique, and they've done a phenomenal job building that. Right. Absolutely. Uh, and and it creates a, a great a, atmosphere, a serious atmosphere, and a serious home field advantage. Yep. And you know you go undefeated in the regular season, and you can build an advantage like that. Absolutely. Then you got to feel confident coming in. <laughs> yeah. So we get to halftime. You guys get the ball to start the third quarter in your career. Have you ever had a drive take up an entire period? Uh, really close the year before against Phoebus. Very close the year before. Very that, close. That was with Culpepper, That correct? was in Culpepper, yep. Um, yeah. A- a- explain the third quarter of, of that game. Um, <laughs> I think we knew, again, going into the year, we knew that we have to play a certain style of football. We looked at we looked at Louisa on film as a staff and said, "Wow, these guys are really talented." Yes. Um, heck, warming up for the game, uh, just sizing them up, just the eyeball test. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, you look as good as <laughs> what you did on film." On film, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't always. That's not always the case. Um, but you know, going into that game, we've uh, at halftime, we've we were pretty happy with where we were at that point in time e- even with louisa getting that touchdown late there late, that really yeah, quick drive yeah, yeah. It, it was a qu- it was a quick drive um but we we were we pretty much knew the mistake that we made and we knew that you know you can't give a team like this too many opportunities mm-hmm. and if you give them too many opportunities they have so many weapons they're gonna make you pay right and um we knew that we, again we were gonna stick with our game plan and we did that going coming out it was we're going to gain four yards. We, we, talk, we talked about that in August. We talk about that's the style of football we play. If we gain four yards, nothing else matters. Yeah. As long as we're, we're staying above the chains, we gain four yards each play. Uh, we gain more than that, great. Um, but gain four yards, and we did that. And a lot of people say, hey, you know, you talk to a lot of sports fans and things like that, and they'll say, well, why do you go away with it? Why do you go away from what's working? It's really hard when you're calling a game and you're getting into that rhythm of, well, this could be open or that could be open. It's really hard to stay disciplined in that. Resist the temptation. Resist the temptation of going away from it and saying, hey, well, this may be um, And we just kept with the game plan. And I know from being on the other side of the ball, if a team's gaining four, and I know that that staff is really content with that, that scares me. Yeah. That worries me because the clock is ticking. The Our offense or their offense was, was very, you know, they score a lot of points, was off the field. That's right. And they were getting tired. And we, we had built our team around, we're going to do this this way, and this is the way we're going to be successful. And um, 
our kids, I could see them after every, you know, if a timeout was being called, they they gained confidence after each first down. Mm-hmm. And it's just that mentality. And you could see it, it changes the atmosphere because all the people that were like, whoa, wait, this should be all loud. And it was loud, but a lot of it was loud, loud for our favor. Yeah. You know what I mean? We were gaining that first down. Yeah. There was, you could sense in that, in that chaos that there was gaining doubt. On the other, on the other side of the ball. Yes. And um, you know, when we we went in and scored, and you know, a lot of people said afterwards, "Right, do you realize what just happened?" I said, <laughs> I, at the time, I was just worried about getting the first down. Or yeah. right, no, no, in the moment, I'm sure you didn't. No, no, no. It, it just we knew we were what we were doing was working. You know, sticking with the game plan. And um, I remember just feeling really good after that third quarter knowing hey they didn't touch the ball no and um i don't i don't know off the top of my head i know it was 12 something change maybe a little bit more as far as how long we had the ball yeah, for <clears throat> finally scored in the first minute of the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter so it's like 12 30 12 40 yeah. something like that um, yeah. but that's very rare it's very oh. it's very rare um but yeah, uh, the year prior, it, it, we did it when we were in Culpeper. Because that same situation, we're going against the Peavis team. That and you got to keep their offense yeah, off the field. Yeah, you just if you have those guys, if you're going to think you're going to go into that game and just say, hey, we're going to go toe to toe with these guys yeah, yeah. as far as points. Oof. Well, good team, luck. T- you know, eleven teams prior to that didn't have success doing that. Exactly. We, we tried to change it up a little bit, and uh, I think we knew going into that game, no one was going to play him the way we were going to play him. And that was our mentality. No one was going to play him the way we – no one was going to hit him like we were. No one was going to play our style of football. Mm-hmm. And we honestly felt that that was going to be the difference in the game. And, and it was because yeah. after that drive, you've got a, a great uh, – the perfect combination. You've got a Louisa offense that hasn't had a snap probably in 40, 45 minutes, minutes of real, real time. time. Yeah. Almost as if they had to wait through a Super Bowl halftime show. Right. And you had a defense – that was bending over because right. they were absolutely exhausted. Right. And and that puts you in the position. Yet they come and they score and they take the lead. Yeah, they took the lead. Yep. And here you come back. Yeah. Now and that goes back to that goes back to what we were just talking about from the deep run perspective. Yes. Then it came back to when I said, Hey, those are the moments you're gonna learn from. Those are the mo- in those losses that won us the game. That honestly won us the game. Everything that we did wrong against deep run we did right right from a coaching pat perspective from a player's perspective we were able to execute down the stretch if you look at that drive everything leading up to that is what we learned from and i can honestly say our kids bought into that mentality throughout the entire year and that's why we were able to win that game because from from a coaching staff perspective to a player perspective we learned um from our losses so that that was key that was vital and for Will to come down and kick that, that that is not easy. No. That is not easy because that wasn't just a chip shot no. of, you know, it's an extra point. That was that was a that was nice. Yeah. And yeah. 33 yards and he hit it with authority. He, oh, he did. And when he hit it, I was thinking, holy cow, because all I kept thinking about because we had a film of them versus um, Massaponics. Yeah. And, and, they, the block. and they blocked it. So all I'm thinking in my head, we were going over because they called a timeout. And I'm like, oh, thankfully, because we didn't have any left. <laughs> <laughs> so thank uh, you for the break. Yes, thank you for the break. And um, just to kind of reiterate to our kids, hey, watch this. This is who's going to line up here. This is who's going to come off the edge. And um, it was funny because after that game, we were talking, we were going through, I was talking to Will, and we were going through special teams throughout the week. And I said, this could probably be the, how we're going to win the game. And um, some of the kids asked me after the game, well, how'd you know that? I said, ah, just the style. Of, we, I knew if we were close that it could come down to a kick. Exactly. And it, and, and hats off to our kids to really recognizing that and being coachable in the moment throughout the week of taking all that in and paying attention to detail because with high school kids, special teams aren't their favorite thing to do no. most of the time. Mm-hmm. So... Um, but they really understood that. And for our young kids, we have a lot of young kids in our program. Um, and wow, what, what a game to be a part of. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And, and, and my mind went back immediately, and I shared the story quickly on the postgame show before we wrapped up, um, of being at practice in August. And at the end of practice, you know, we'll you know, yeah. give him about a 47-yarder, and it was yeah. just wide right. Yeah. So 
They had to do sprints. They had to do sprints. And, and I'll never forget now, you looking at them just as calmly as you're sitting here yeah. reciting a Shakespeare poem, looking at them when they come together. Guys, the reason why I made you do that is because one of these days that kick's going to count. It's going to count. And sure enough, it did. It did. And he paid off, even the stretch going forward to that, he was like a different player. Completely different player, Will, in those kids. of Just the execution was huge. Unbelievable. Yeah. So you get the win over Dinwiddie, and you're on your way to Norfolk. Yeah. And it, it's it's a slugfest. Uh, you, you know, have the, 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 the fumble issues that kind of put you in, in that position of having to come back. You're down 29-15. And right. you launch the comeback, that final drive. Yeah. And you score with five seconds to go, and you're <laughs> down one. Yeah. And, and the biggest question that could be asked in football yeah. is now upon you. Yeah. Do we... Do we kick it or do we go for two? Yeah. And, and there was no hesitation, none, correct? None. No hesitation about what we were going to do. And explain to the listeners why that's the case. Uh, that's just our mentality. If we have the opportunity to win the game in the regulation, we're going to win that game. Um, you look at so many times down the field, uh, you know, hey, there's about five plays in a game. They're going to make a difference in the game. And uh, you can very easily look at one of those of saying, hey, that was the defining moment of that game. And it turned out to be, hey, that, that particular play didn't go our way. Um, but I can look at five other plays that did. Y you know what I mean? Yes. Um, to get us up to that point. And that's just the way we're going to, if we have the opportunity to win the game and against a, such a high-quality opponent, you take that opportunity to win the game. And, 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 you, and you believe in your kids, in your system, and why you do what you do. And if I had to do it 10 out of 10 times, I would make that same call. Make it the same. And, um, you know, that's the that's our style of our style of play. And against somebody like like Taylor, I mean, as good as you guys are, are, are doing it, five, six, seven times out of 10, you do make it. I oh, mean, sure. you do make it. Sure. It just happened to yeah. be on that one occasion. One case, it didn't yeah. happen. It, it right. And, um, you know, they have they have a lot of talent. So why give why give that talent more opportunities to tie right. it or you know if you have an opportunity and you say hey two yards is going to get you an opportunity to go to a state title if you don't have faith in your guys that you can gain two yards because the whole mantra all year has been what four yards four at yards time. at four yards at a time you're only it's asking for, for half as much right right and and um hey they made the play um but our kids oh man I mean, just getting just getting to that point. Um, what a what a gutsy effort! Oh, no doubt. Uh, to come down, I mean, being down, like you said, it was 29-14. Or I, we were down two scores yeah. with roughly four four minutes for change. Four, four I change. Think, yeah. Um, on the road. On the road. At a juggernaut. I mean, right. I, I've been to Lake Taylor. It's yeah. hard to win at Lake Taylor. And and we weren't playing our best football. Um, it's very when you watch that game and you watch how it, it played out we were not playing we, we didn't do things that we did all year long you, you know what I mean you, you could look at us and say all right well uh, at times you know penalties and things like that but there were certain things that we did in that game that were just uncharacteristic of us right and um, when it, at the end of the game when you have that opportunity to um, just say hey this play we're gonna be right on this play and um, you know we came up just short but if someone has told me in August that we were going to come up, I don't even know how short it was because it was awfully close. Yes, it was. It was awfully close. <laughs> um, to and say, hey, that's the way this year one um, was going to end. Mm -hmm. Oh man, I I would have no regrets. I have absolutely, you know, zero zero regrets. The the mantra this year, as you took over the program, was embrace the process, process. and yeah. even to the point where your Twitter account handle has ETP, ETP on it yeah. at the end. And it took an old guy like me like uh, three and a half months to figure out. Oh, that's what it means. means. I'm so yeah. stupid. <laughs> I, I know the kids were bitterly disappointed on the bus heading back. Yeah. But you obviously saw how much they embraced the process. Absolutely. And I, I, talk about an acceleration. You know, this is this is an experience that maybe you get in year three or year yeah. four, and you get it in year one. Right. And I know there's some great seniors graduating. Yeah. But boy, if you got a nucleus coming. Oh back, boy. You've yeah. Got, you got to really be excited. Do. Really, really excited. 
Um, at the end of each year, I sit down with all of our players, every kid, seniors. Um, every if you're a if you're a JV kid, I sit down with every kid in the program for about 20 minutes, um, and just talk about what's the what's the plan I mean, to get on the same page with them. I never want any kid to feel like, yeah, I don't know what the coach expects of me. Yeah. No, you know they know. The ones that I met with, and I'm still meeting with them um, up until the week we come back. Uh, I'll finish meeting with them then. Um, just talking about, hey, this is the plan. This is the focus. And what the ones that I've met with, wow, just really, really impressed. Um, we had kids going away from that of saying, you know, when we talked, when we started talking here a couple minutes ago just about what we've done sitting back and really realizing in year one what we were able to accomplish yes wow i mean region title 18 year 18 years is a long time it's a very long you time. know and there were there were good teams in the midst of that time oh, yes <clears throat> you know oh definitely oh two oh five oh seven yeah oh yeah no so doubt. so to to say what you we did in year one on really a short because i came in late in the process that's true um and to know that where we are right now, wow, it's and, and to say and you got the full off season with the returnees, right? right. And, and the first thing I did is I met with all the seniors and you know talked to them and, and thanking them because oh, yeah. I think the biggest thing is I, I know we have a we have a great amount of talent coming back, great amount of talent coming back. I said I don't worry about the talent, I worry about the leadership. Right. The leadership is my biggest was my biggest. Concern. Going into going into next year, we have a great group of talent. Um, but that's why I told our seniors of Wow, thank you for you know buying in, believing, yes. embracing the process. Because without that happening, I really don't know what it looks like. I, I don't know. Um, but the fact that they did it and they were able to accomplish what they did is they changed the culture in one year. One year. And for those that know football and have been around the sport and really understand the game, that is really hard to do. Extremely. Yeah. There are some sports where you can do it easier. Yes. Football is not, not among them. Is not one. Um, and I think I had a different perspective coming from Culpepper because it took me, took me six. That's right. It took me six. So to do it in one. In one. I was. Yeah. That's where you look back and say, "Holy cow." You know, because some people will say that, hey, we made a jump in three games. We were three games better than we were the year before. Hey, it's a great job. You made it to the playoffs. Hey, that's that's a great step forward. Mm, you won the region. Yeah. Wow. You yeah. were you were six inches. I, I don't even know how close. To About a half a yard. Half, half a yard yeah. away from going to this, maxing out, playing 15 games. That's right. Um, and say so you we were able to, we were able to do that in one year. That whew, that's a that's a phenomenal year. That's that's a full year. Yeah, oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, the young kids coming back, super, super excited, super excited. And um, I think the meetings that are going on now um, have been really, really good. Um, the kids are extremely focused. Some of those kids are like, "Well, I can't wait to. I wish it started tomorrow." Oh, I know. You know, I wish. And and when someone says that to you, you know you're on the right track because they enjoyed that process. A lot of people say, hey, embrace the process, but the process is hard. You know, people don't understand all the things that take place of what we do day in and day out to get to that point. Right. But to say that they have really enjoyed that whole thing, when I met with the seniors and I, I talked to them in their senior exit interview, one of those things that I asked them is upon myself, hey, what didn't you like about the program? I think about 99% of them said, they were having troubles finding things that they did not like. Mm. And and if you're going to say that throughout the entire year, wow. Like a lot of things are going right in your program, a lot of good things in the culture. And that's great. That's that's a great thing. So a lot of really, really good things are, are <laughs> happening at PH, and I'm excited just to be part of it because um, it, feels, it feels really, really good. Uh, it it for, does. You know, from the, you know, there's a buzz around the building. Um, you know, with the program, mm -hmm. uh, kids coming up to me wanting to know uh, more about it. More about to, it. Yeah, wanting to come out. That's right. Um, and I said, you know, after the season, you always, everyone wants to be a part of something that's successful. And um, now we're in that position of now we've been successful, but now we're no longer a surprise. That's right. 
Yeah, the surprise factor is done. The right. work gets harder, harder. the bar set That's higher. higher. The yeah. expectations are greater. Yeah, that was the first thing my the principal said to me. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I bet. What are you going to do for an Yeah, encore? he's like, wait, so... <laughs> In year one, when we sit down next year and we talk about goals and things like that, now it's a little bit different. You're right. Yeah. You kind of you ripped those up. The five-year plan like, got ripped to shreds. I'm like, well, wait, wait, wait. And he's like, no, no. We have a bar. We have a standard now. That's like, right. I'll, I'll take that. I'll oh, definitely yes. take that. Oh, no doubt about it. All yeah. right. Now, before we let you go real, real quick, you yep. had a chance to go home over the holiday. Yep. Uh, home is Buffalo. Buffalo. You yep. were just saying. Are you a Bills fan? Um, I, I'm actually a Seahawks fan. You Seahawks? Okay. What, yeah. Any specific connection? Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a big Steve Largent fan. Oh, okay. Makes yeah. total sense. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm an Oakland Raider fan because of Ken Stable. Oh, there you go. When I was a little kid, I was fascinated. Yeah. This guy throws with the other hand. Yeah. yeah. So at six years old, I'm like, I like that guy. I like that guy. That's where my love affair began. Yeah, and I've always stuck with him. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to see the Bills are having success. Buffalo's a different place when it comes to football. They oh. love Blue collar, they love their football, they love their bills. Um, so I'm happy to see them back in the playoffs. So your Seahawks going to Philly, what do you think? I, you know, I was disappointed because my father's a big Niners fan. And uh, he, he sent me a text this morning oh, no. and said, oh, the better team won. I'm oh, like, no. Oh, here we go. Thanks, Dad. I'm like, well, we split, we split this year. That's but right. Maybe we'll see him again later on the line. That's very possible. Um, but, um, yeah, I actually like their chances. I like their chances a lot against Philly. I think that's actually better because it was either that or Minnesota, mm -hmm. and they played Minnesota this year, and I thought that game was, you know, that was tight. That could have gone either way. Either way. Um, you look at the NFL, I think a lot of those teams, the parity is definitely um, there. I, I mean, you'd probably pick six teams. You wouldn't be surprised if any one of those six won it. One at all. Yeah. yeah. And it's nice to have that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I get tired of, of yeah, it's just this team is Right. This team's automatically going to win it. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it should be a whole lot of fun. Oh, it should be. Oh, Coach, what a ride this year. Thank yes. you so much for coming on. Thanks and for having just me. Just kind of reliving everything. And yeah. we can't wait for 2020. Yep. And come back and see us anytime. Will do. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Ken Wakefield, head coach of Patrick Henry Football. Fans, we're running a bit over. Calvin, I understand that. My apologies for that. We'll come back and wrap up this edition of In the Red Zone in just a moment. Live from Sports Page Grill, Ashland. Back in a minute. In the red zone, we'll take a short time out. We'll be right back, so stay tuned to the Mater. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Here on this edition of In the Red Zone, impossible to go through everything that we have experienced and enjoyed in 2019, but I do have a moment to thank all of our guests that have been here at the round table with us. A big thank you to Squirrel and to Willie and to Christy and to all the gang here at Sports Page Grill in Ashland uh, for hosting our show each week during the year. Big, huge thank you to Bill Roberts of the radio station, who is always my right-hand man. You don't hear him during the show, but the show doesn't happen every Monday night without him. He is here faithfully, and we very much appreciate that. And, of course, producer extraordinaire Calvin Cecil back in the control rooms at the Mater. And to our sponsors, to Massey Wood & West, 355-1721, to We Think and Inc. right down the street here on England Street, and to our friends here at Sports Page Grill, we thank them 
from the bottom of our hearts. We begin 2020 next Monday night. We have in mind a guest, and as soon as we know for sure, we'll let you know about it here on The Mater. I'm back with you at 9 o'clock for Party of Two. Happy New Year, everyone, and good night from Sports Page Grill Ashland. Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.